Zion Williams made an appearance yesterday and talked about his diet. The NBA has started a new in-season tournament, and the Dame Lillard drama continues. This is the Rival Fantasy Podcast. Let's talk about it. You are now listening to the Rival Fantasy Sports Podcast. Let's go. A player that I feel like we are talking about every single week for a different reason this NBA offseason is Zion Williamson. And at one time, it's about women and people he's paying and he's having a baby and he's dating you know, he's just out there doing a lot of crazy stuff right now. And if you haven't seen it, it's all over Twitter. It's all over the Internet. Everybody's talking about it. So it started with the women he was dating and having babies. If he's having a baby, congratulations and good luck with it. But he's also we were also talking about his diet, his weight, his injuries, his his just his game overall. All these things are, are constantly just a topic of conversation. I mean, the dating and stuff, the women, that's all new. But the, the the diet, the food, his weight, his injuries, all these things are constantly talked about with Zion just because of simply the fact that he hasn't stayed healthy very long. He kind of goes in and out. When, he, when, he's, when he's healthy, he's fantastic. There's no question about it. One of the best players in the league. When he's not healthy and he's sitting on the bench and his team is winning or losing, you're always going to talk about a guy like this. His name came up during the draft, potentially, you know, in trade talks. We don't know if that was something that the Pelicans themselves were pushing or other teams were just kind of fishing to see if they can get in there. But his name just keeps popping up in headlines. And just recently, you know, they were talking about his game and, and, you know, what he's willing to develop and not develop, what he's working on supposedly, apparently, allegedly. But then he actually made an appearance himself on the Gilbert Arenas show uh, and talked about some other things, too. So I just want to dive into a little bit of this. Obviously, there's plenty out there to digest. If you want to go more in-depth with it, let me know. We can definitely do more uh, content on Zion Williamson, you know, directly. But let's just kind of glance over some of the, you know, the hot topics that are popping up right now for him. And again, one of those being the uh, the conversation of his game. NBA Central here posted this uh, from Rick Buecher. Zion Williamson probably has no interest in developing a floater and pull-up jumper per Rick Buecher. Uh, where are the floaters? up and under layups, his pull-up jumpers at the elbow. Now, from what I've been told, he's shown no interest in developing those tricks, tricks that Blake Griffin learned along with decent three-point shot when the injuries started to pile up for him and allowed him to single-handedly drag the Detroit Pistons to a playoff berth. Again, this is, you know, Rick talking. I don't know where he's getting this information from. Obviously, these guys always say sources. We don't know who his source is. We don't know if it's someone who's just not a fan of Zion. just trying to put it out there. A lot of times when it comes to these things where there's sources, you have to really question who is the source, right? Like our guys just creating content and they're just trying to, you know, create clickbait and, and create conversation, which I'm not mad at. Do your thing. Or are they actually getting legitimate sources or are these just people who are pretending to have this information, pretending to know this, and they just want to kind of, you know, spread this stuff out there, whether it's to hurt Zion, whether it's just because they're just hungry for attention and want the conversation flowing, whatever the case may be. It's hard to believe that Zion isn't working on ways to elevate his game. Again, he's a basketball player, an elite level basketball player. There's no reason to believe that a player of his caliber doesn't want to continue to get better, right? Unless he's distracted. Unless he's distracted. Unless he's distracted. There's potential to be that he's distracted, right? We've seen some things this offseason that say he's a little distracted. I would say him being distracted is definitely potentially an issue. <laughs> but I don't think that's stopping him from, you know, improving his game. 
one of the reasons why I believe that he is working on his game always and that he's not, you know, not willing to adjust and willing to adapt and willing to improve is because when he was on the Gilbert Arena show, he said this, man, I'm just a hooper. So when I'm sitting on the sideline watching my teammates in certain games and they're losing, I'm like, man, shit, I know if I was out there, I could change the outcome. And so this this is more of he's not responding to the, you know, is he working on his game? Is he trying to improve what he's working on here is just or what he's referring to here is the comments about, you know, him not caring about the Pelicans or not caring about his teammates, not caring about basketball because he's always injured. He's always on the bench. So, you know, people are going to always, you know, kind of throw slander his way, especially frustrated Pelican fans. So in this case, that's what he's referring to. He's saying that, you know, people are doubting my love for the game or doubting, you know, my passion to win or help my teammates. But when I'm in that situation where my teammates, you know, need me and I'm on the bench and I'm looking at us losing and they're not always losing. They're a really good team in general. But when they are losing, he sees it as like, man, I could be helping them. And I know I could help us, you know, get out of this situation, maybe not lose some of these games that we're losing because I'm that much of a difference maker. So when you say he's not willing to improve, it's kind of hard to believe that. Right. Just athletes in general, especially ones at the top of their game. I mean, any, at any level. They're always looking to improve. They're always looking to add things into their, you know, array, their arsenal of weapons. It's hard to believe that a player of his caliber just isn't willing to work on that. Like, you don't get to that level without the will, the want, the, you know, the need to be great. Now, did he get a, a bunch of money, get distracted by women, all these kind of things? He's young. That's 100% possible. But when you think about it, he's only like 23 years old. We talk about Zion like he's super old, but when you think about it, when you're 23 years old, he's got lots of time to improve, plenty of time to improve his game. You don't give up on a guy like that. Same thing with the John Moran situation, right? You don't give up on him, regardless of the off-the-court issues, regardless of the stupid decisions he's making. He's too young and too talented to just like act like it's you know the end of the world. So in, in this situation, to me, this is another situation where I'm not buying necessarily the fact that you know Zion isn't you know, willing to improve or going to improve. Again, he's a young guy. He may be making some bad decisions. He may not be totally focused like he should be. But at the end of the day, will he do those things? I think he will. Will he get on track? I think he will. As long as he can put those, you know, injuries behind him and don't let them be a, you know, a concern for the rest of his career every single season, then I think that there's definitely an opportunity here for, you know, him to get much better. And he did mention, like, Gil, uh, Gil asked him, you know, is it hard to diet? Is it hard to, you know, keep your weight in check as a young man? a uh, young guy in this game. And he did say like, yeah, it is, it is hard sometimes with, you know, my weight in terms of, I'm, I got all this money, you know, I have a, uh, an easy, you know, it's an easier situation for him to, you know, be less motivated necessarily and eat a lot more than your average person, just because of the fact that he can, he can do that, right? Like he has the money to do that, the, uh, the capabilities to do that. So it's definitely an issue, but again, Closing out the Zion topic, I think that Zion will get it all under wraps. I think he will continue to improve his game. I think he will grow up here. I'm hoping that the women's situation, you know, him having a baby, just the spotlight being on him all offseason for things other than just the weight or just the consistent, you know, spotlight being on him for the weight and just the injuries and stuff, that he will grow up out of this. He's 23, plenty of time to improve again. Hot, one of the highest level players in the game when healthy. And so I, I don't think this is going to be a continued issue for him. And I'm curious your thoughts. Do you think, actually, let's put it this way, right? Rather than your thoughts on Zion, which player do you think is in a worse situation right now career-wise? Are you more concerned about the Zion arc and how he ends his career or the John Morant arc and how he ends his career? Which one has issues that are that would bother you more as a fan of their team? Or maybe you are a fan of one of their teams. Which one bothers you more? The player who is hurt a lot, 
seems to be out of shape sometimes, having, you know, some weight issues here and there, now has, is clearly being distracted by women and these kind of things? Or would you rather the player who on the court is great, is fit, everything looks fine, but off the court you're seeing him drinking a lot, you're seeing him, you know, playing with guns a lot, you see him clearly influenced uh, by the culture that he's influenced by. Which one concerns you more as a fan? Which one would you want to rather, you know, least build around, least be the, you know, franchise player or team? Drop that in the comments. I want to continue the conversation with you guys there. And uh, let's go ahead and talk about the next topic. Now, this topic has a lot of NBA fans, a lot of basketball fans kind of upset, kind of confused, kind of puzzled. They're not really sure how to feel. They have this NBA fan, me, happy. I'm excited about it. And what I'm talking about is the NBA play-in tournament. During in-season, the NBA has now added a tournament where they can, I think they win the NBA Cup, they call it, or the play-in cup, some kind of weird name for the trophy. It's pretty interesting. Let me go ahead and just bring up some of the uh, straight facts that they posted on their website so we can kind of really break it down. So the inaugural in-season tournament will tip off on Friday, November 3rd, and it'll have a championship on Saturday, December 9th. So that's that's the time period that it's in. If you think about it, that time period is when the NBA is kind of, I don't want to say, I don't want to say the NBA is like dull at that time or, you know, not as popular, but it does kind of hit that, that little lull, right? Like where some fans maybe get distracted or some of the fans haven't totally, you know, jumped on bandwagon yet because it's not the, the exciting part of the season, right? So we understand why they're choosing that time period, correct? Now, group play, all 30 teams have been randomly drawn to groups of five within their conference based on one win-loss records from the 2022-2023 regular season. So beginning on November 3rd, continuing through November 28th, each team will play four designated group play games on tournament nights. Tournament nights. One game against each opponent in this group with two games at home and two on the road. Again, interesting. Nothing to knock here necessarily, right? Like, I'm not not disturbed by this eight teams will advance to the knockout round the team with the best standing group play will in each of the six groups and two wild cards the team from each conference with the best record in group play games that finish second in its group the knockout rounds will be single elimination quarterfinals played in the nba team markets on monday december 4th and tuesday december 5th semifinals and championship the qualifying teams will complete for, compete for a prize pool and the new in-season tournament trophy the nba cup the NBA Cup. Again, there's jokes. They're going around. Some people are like, why are we doing this? Are we trying to win NBA championships? Or are we trying to win the NBA Cup? You would try to win both. I don't see what I don't see what the problem is. I'm I'm liking this, right? So so far, through these details, I like it. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. Let's go ahead and look at the actual groups here. So this is how they broke them down. This is what you're actually getting in terms of who you're playing, who you're concerned about, what group you're trying to you know, uh, beat and come out of. So that's that's what they're that's what we're looking at here. Uh, again, Western Conference, Eastern Conference, they're all broken down. So it's outside. It's a little different than obviously the in season stuff. We don't have to get into each of these details. The important details are the fact that you're making the season, you know, fun, right? You're making it fun. The in, the NBA tournament that they're starting here, it, they're trying to make it fun. They're trying to give us something else to look forward to. Obviously, from the NBA perspective, they're looking to make more money. They're looking to make more money. There's nothing else to it. They're looking to make more money, and they're looking to expand the game, make it more interesting. They probably know from their data, hey, these are the dull moments. These are the slow parts of the season. How do we grab some more fans? How do we gain some more of that interest that isn't there currently? Let's start a tournament. Let's try this. Now, 
this is their first time doing this. So there's going to be issues. There's going to be things that are not smooth. There's going to be things that we're going to complain about, things that aren't fun. What I do like is, A, all of the games are within the NBA season. Nothing is like extra games where players have to, you know, risk injury more or, you know, limit their time to enjoy their own lives, except for the championship game. That's the only game that's extra for those two teams. B, it gives the players a little extra incentive. I want to say I've seen that the, the winner, each player on the team for the championship team that wins gets 500 k that's not too bad. I mean, to me and you, that's a hell of a lot of money. To a lot of those guys, it's probably not that big of a deal. But who's mad at winning an extra 500K in their life? Who's mad about an extra 500K? Nobody's mad about an extra 500K. They get to do all this in Vegas. Of course, you're, you know, if you're wondering why Vegas, because Vegas is probably the next city to get an NBA team. Vegas is popping off sports-wise. Uh, Vegas is just, you know, where it's at right now. So it totally makes sense for the NBA to continue to try to get a piece of Vegas, get a slice of Vegas. Um, and again, Everything counts towards the regular season except for the championship game. I think that's a good thing. Uh, the stats all count. Everything counts. I don't really see the downside to this. I know a lot of people want to, you know, knock it, make jokes. You're going to get your jokes off. You got to get them off. I totally respect that. Uh, I totally res- I, I understand kind of the confusion. You know, when you think of tournaments, a lot of times it's not the typical when you think of like the soccer tournaments, all these kind of things. It's guys getting to play on different teams and it's countries versus each other. Or, you know, yeah, same thing with the baseball classics, all these kind of tournaments. You're usually playing like these all-star teams or country, you know, designated teams, all these different things. With this, like, it's just your regular team. So it's a little bit more, uh, that's definitely more boring in terms of, you're not like creating this like super team USAs or, you know, these all-star teams. It's just the teams. But I think it makes it a little more fun for them too. Like there's, there may be some players who feel a little checked out early in the season. They may not care as much. And as, as corny as it may seem or as you know insignificant as it may seem, the in-season tournament should motivate guys a little more, right? It's just another thing. We're talking about the top athletes in the world. You got to be competitive. You got to be super competitive to be in that position. That's why you want the biggest contracts, the best cars, the most money, win the games, the championship rings, the accolades. So now you just add this into it. You think you're, you're telling me the most competitive people in the world are not going to care about it? You're lying to yourself. That ain't true. Now, some don't care. Some don't even care about the game as it is. They're just trying to get paid and get out. But in this case, I do believe a lot of players are going to care about it. I think players are going to have fun with it. I don't think there's any major downside here. I don't really see the big knock. So I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan of the NBA playing tournament, obviously. You don't care about it in terms of, like, whether your team wins it or not. Like, it's not the NBA championship. It's not the finals. It's not the true NBA playoffs. So you're not going to, like, get all, you know... You're not going to get all crazy about it in terms of, like, you're upset your team didn't win it. That's the cool thing about this, right? Like, if they win it, it's kind of this in-season bonus that makes you feel good about being a fan of the team. But if they lose, you're not, like, all upset about it. I mean, some some fans might be upset. I'm not going to be upset about it, but some fans might. And it also maybe gives teams, you know, who who aren't going to win the champ- NBA championship still have something to be positive about, something to build towards, work towards. Like, hey, we may not be NBA championship ready, but maybe some of those teams are focused at the end of the season on the NBA championship, but we can catch them slipping here early in the season when they may not care. They're dealing with injuries. They're, you know, trying to find rhythm. This is a cool thing for the younger teams, the the, the younger teams, the newer teams who are trying to still compete, trying to figure their way. This would be a cool thing for them to kind of focus on. So I like it. I like it. I'm curious if you guys like it. Let me know in the comments. Are you a fan of the NBA playing? I mean, not NBA playing NBA in season tournament, or are you not a fan of it? And what I will say is, again, credit to the NBA. I always give them credit for this, for being, you know, uh, constant innovators, 
constantly open to all kinds of things going on in the world. At the same time, it's not just sports for them, but in terms of like constantly evolving their game, trying new things. If it doesn't work, they get rid of it. But I like that they always constantly get that effort rather than just being okay with the plain old, same old, you know, hey, it's working. Why change it? Right? Clearly the system works. Why change it? The NBA doesn't see it that way. They constantly keep trying to evolve it. How can we do more? And you're probably saying, yeah, they just want to get more rich. You're right. Money motivates these guys. It is a business after all. But I still think it's good for the teams, good for the good for the fans. It's just going to be fun overall. Again, there will be bumps. It won't be perfect. But at least this is the first season they could kind of, you know, test drive it, see how it goes, and, and just improve upon it. Who knows what can, you know, come of this? It could be fun. I even seen someone mention, I forget where I read it or, or seen maybe someone speaking about it, but they said, what if at some point they even include teams from outside the NBA to get involved, like other countries' teams for real? Um, that'd be interesting too. There's there's a lot of cool ways to, you know, expound upon this. So I think it's fun. Again, let me know in the comments what you think, and let's go ahead and hop on to the next topic. Damian Lillard has still not been traded. He might not be traded. He might not get traded. Will he get traded? Will he go to the Heat? Will Dame actually let another team get involved? I don't know. At this point, I don't know. You guys know I'm a Magic fan, right? Now, if I'm a Magic fan, I'm not a fan of the Heat. I am a big fan of Dame, though. So I'm one of the people who don't want Dame to go to the Heat. I'm totally fine with Dame staying with the Blazers, or another team getting involved and Dame being open to leaving. I think as they drag this out, I actually think he gets more and more open to the fact of playing somewhere else besides Miami. But there are a lot of rumors out there, a lot of stories out there that he doesn't want to play anywhere but Miami. He's not willing to play for these other teams. If he gets traded there, he's trying to kind of, you know, lay that groundwork for teams not to be interested in trying to trade. I don't know if that's true or if it's just rumors, but let's go ahead and bring this up here. We have uh, Dane Limmer trade update from Woj. The Heat are the most motivated team to trade for Lillard. Obviously, we've, that's all we've heard about. The Clippers would love to be involved in the process if they don't have the necessary assets that Portland is seeking. How do the Heat? The Heat don't have the assets either. And anything that is worth it, they don't want to trade anyway. I can't stand that about the Heat fans. Heat fans think that, hey, we got them backed into a corner. We don't have to give up a whole bunch. We don't, we, as long as we can keep a bunch of these young guys that we really like, or at least one or two of them. Why? What? You shouldn't get to keep nothing. You want Dame, right? Dame is one of the best players in the NBA. You don't just get him for a couple of scraps, a couple of first-round picks. You think that makes everything sound sweet? That ain't how this works. The Trailblazers don't love Miami's offer. No shit. But it might be the best they ultimately get. That's crazy. That's that, I'm sorry, but that's crazy. That's true. Portland could potentially drag this process out close to training camp in order to extract maximum value from Miami. That's a smart move. The, the, the Blazers have no reason to rush into this. And this tweet is from Evan uh, Evan Sittery, Sittery, Evan Sittery, E Sittery, at E Sittery. Listen, the, the Blazers have no reason to rush into this. The Blazers have absolutely zero reason to trade Damian Lillard right now. There's no reason to rush into it. There's no, you know, urgency. There's no reason to help Miami get what they want as quickly as possible. The, the Blazers are not going to like change whether they get a bunch of players or not. It kind of is what it is. You're in a transition no matter what, if you're trading Dame, right? You just drafted Scoot. You got a, you know, got you got a pretty, you know, decent group of young players. If you trade Dame, you're in no rush. That just is what it is. That's you're pressing the reset button. If you ever eat where you even started in the first place, because that's why Dame wants out. So there's no rush from the Blazers. Clearly, they're they, they have not run their organization the greatest, and that's why Dame is unhappy. And so, do you really think they're going to rush into this by any means? I don't think so. So they have no motivation to rush into it. 
The Heat would love them to rush into it. But if they keep pushing the Heat back, 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 the Heat are going to have to keep up in the offer or they're going to get stuck. And I don't believe the Heat are willing to get stuck, right? I believe that they're going to fight to the end regardless. So even if another team does end up with Dame, I don't believe that the Heat are just going to back down or be like, hey, leave it or take it. I just don't think they will. I don't think the Heat want to be you know, looked at in that way as if they didn't try hard enough or they kind of made an ultimatum. I just don't think the Heat are in a position to do that. And I don't think they want to do that. I, I don't I don't see it playing out that way for them. I just don't. I don't I just don't, you know, think that's the way they want to approach it. Again, for me, there's all sides of this. You know, everyone's like, oh, Dame signed the contract. Shouldn't he honor it? I'm not asking him to honor it. I don't care about that. I don't care about him requesting a trade. The team hasn't played well. Totally understandable if you feel like they're not doing what they need to to, you know, get you to a championship as quickly as you would like to, then by all means request a trade. He doesn't have a no trade clause. He doesn't have anything to force this. The Blazers, again, are in no position to trade them. They can actually just sit on it. Like, hey, we're not going to trade you. Either come back and play with us or don't. You know, totally up to you. We do have this um, quote here from, uh, this was tweeted by Will Manso, but it's the um, the Blazers commenting on this. And it's uh, Blazers GM Joe Cronin explaining how Damian Lillard's request to only be traded to Miami Heat makes things tougher. As a team, you always hope, you know, that you have more options. He adds, it's something we'll have to work through. Again, will they eventually honor it? You know, you see a lot of people saying that if they don't honor it, it's messed up. If they don't honor it, it looks bad for the Blazers, right? Like Dame's done nothing wrong to them. He's done nothing to, you know, deserve to not get traded where he wants to, you know, do right by this guy who's giving your organization everything. That is one way to look at it. You know, I don't believe that they trade him somewhere else that veterans will not want to sign there or players won't want to sign there. Players are ultimately going to chase the money. Like at the end of the day, that's what they're going to do. There's not many players who will refuse to tra- chase the money and will just literally cut off, uh, uh, you know, options entirely unless it's just a, a, you know, a super, super, super bad situation. And by any means, even if they did that and put themselves in a situation where it didn't look good, the organization could adjust to kind of fix the situation, put a bandaid on it and make people forget. We live in a culture where things move so fast. News changes so fast. Someone's a bad guy today. They're a great guy tomorrow. We forget all about it. So listen, it's not going to be any different for the Blazers. If, they, if, if people don't like what they do today, it's not like they're going to be cursed for a hundred years. That's just, it's not the way it plays out. So in this case, again, I'm not mad at it. I think, you know, the Blazers should take their time. I have no interest. I don't have no issue with Dame requesting the trade, even though he signed a contract. I know there's going to be people in the comments like, hey, I hate when players do this. I hate when players sign contracts for six years, four years, three years, and they demand to be traded. I hate it. I'm a man of my word. I want you to honor your contract. I get it. Like, I understand where you're coming from. But at the same time, if someone's unhappy, why do you want them there? Why do you want them there in the first place? Right? Like, if they're unhappy, just move on about it. There's no reason to, you know, keep someone there. I know it's like, Neil, they're not a prisoner. They're getting paid billions of dollars, millions of dollars. Everything is sweet. They're playing a game they love. I get it. But still, I'm not a fan of, like, keeping people miserable. (laughs) Like, by any means, that's not really my thing. So, I'm cool with the trade request. I'm not cool with, like, forcing their hand to only be Miami. And who knows? That could be exaggerated, right? Like, there's, I don't know. If, I don't think he's come out and straight up said that. And he, he, won't, he won't want to say that. It won't look good for him if he said that. But at the end of the day, I think, I personally think he would be open to other situations because there are, there are other teams that are really good in the NBA who could potentially swing this deal. More than likely, everyone's thinking that if the Heat do get him, though, other teams are going to have to be involved. And again, what's the motivation for them? There's got to be something in it for them that they really like whether that's Miami throwing assets in there, whether it's the, the Trailblazers throwing things in there, or if it's those teams, you know, throwing assets back and forth to each other. I don't know. But I'm curious what you think. Is Dame wrong for requesting a trade 
or do you think it's, you know, totally fair? He's given them everything. You know, it's different than a player, you know, playing for one year, doing really well, not happy, asks for a trade. Dame is not doing that. Dame's been there his entire career. His entire career. And he's never complained. He's never made a big deal about it. He's crushed it every single year. There's not like he's been dealing with injuries or not showing up or, you know, he's had all these down seasons. He is like clockwork, Dame. You know what to expect every single time. So I'm not mad at Dame's request. I hope he ends up where he wants to end up. I hate if it is the Heat because I'm not a Heat fan. I'm not, not that I want him to go to the Magic either, but I just don't want to see him go to our rival. <laughs> you understand? But again, ultimately, if he's happy, we're all happy. It is what it is. Will they win if they get Dame? It'll look, you know, it'll give them a much better chance. I don't even, I don't think it locks anything in for them, though. Uh, I still think things are difficult. <laughs> you know, when you look at the West and some of the other teams that are rising up everywhere else across the league, I think the Heat, whether they get Dame or not, are still going to, you know, it's not going to be a, a, a cakewalk, you know, to the, to the NBA Finals. So either way, It'll be a, a fun season regardless. We got the play-in. We got Zion trying to get his weight in check. Hopefully he stays healthy. Summer League has been fun. Lots of young, talented players come into the league, although don't get crazy. I see a lot of people see players ball out in Summer League and they get too excited. Relax. 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 It's just Summer League. It's not that serious. Whether a player plays really good or a player plays really bad, it's just Summer League. You know what I'm saying? It's just Summer League. So Relax. Other than that, guys, I appreciate you for watching. If you've been watching this whole time, you're the best. You're the best. I really love you guys. The subscribers keep going up. The views keep going up. The likes keep going up. The love keeps going up. And it's all because of you guys. We cannot thank you enough. All we could do is try to continue to put on a great show for you, improve it episode by episode, pour out more content, and, of course, improve the Rattle Fantasy sports platform, which I want you to check out. I got a link down in the bio for you in the description. I keep saying bio. I got a link down in the description for you so you can get a match bonus up to $200 on your first deposit, as well as a $25 voucher just by using that link in the, in the description. Use that link in the description, 200 deposit up to $200 deposit match. You don't have to deposit $200 and then a $25 voucher just by using that link in the description on your first deposit when you sign up again, the best DFS platform around. We just rolled out NFL mock drafts. You don't want to miss that. They're a lot of fun. So lots of stuff for there for you guys to do. Check it out at rival fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, even on threads. Now. Yes, we are on threads. We've made the push to threads. We've gone everywhere, wherever you request as we will be not everywhere, but you get the point. We try. <laughs> so follow us on there. If you do follow us on there and you want to follow back, just send us a tweet. DM, message, whatever it is. Hey, I watched the show. I love it. Or I listen to the podcast on Spotify or Apple, whatever the case is. Can you please give me a follow back? I will do that. If you don't, I might miss you. There's a lot going on, so it's hard to see all the time. But hit us up on any of the social platforms. Or my greatest place to chop it up with you guys is here in the YouTube comments. I love it there. I don't miss any comments. If you drop a comment right now, I will respond to you. I promise. It's my word. I promise. Just don't do nothing weird. Don't do nothing crazy. Just have a good conversation. Let's continue this down in the comments. Guys, that's it. I'm out. Oh.